Hey everybody, welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. We are stand-up comedians. Stand-up comedians that are currently jobless because of the coronavirus. We're finally going to be the doctors our mothers wanted us to be. Is there anything that we don't know? A lot, actually. We have a lot of questions. Uh, We have a lot of answers. All of them wrong. But we do have access to... Google. And a vet. Oh yeah, my mom's a vet. She knows some stuff. We have to do this So every once in a while, we're going to invite her on. No, we don't. We're going to actually use this. (laughs) Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. Hi, welcome to Two two Non-Doctors. I am Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. And we are still quarantined. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I know. How are you doing? I'm, uh, it's starting to hit. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm all right. Like, uh, honestly, I'm thankful for this podcast. I'll I'll be real honest. Like, <laughs> it's, it's it breaks up my day in a very nice way. I get to <laughs> talk to you, talk some shit. Like, the podcast has been mentally like very nice for me. Other than that, I rearranged a room that is not my flat. By the way, this is Johnny's flat, <laughs> and he has three other housemates. And I rearranged an entire room. Didn't like it, so I vacuumed and then put everything back. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was my day. So, how have you been? I, you know, I mean, you know me. I need something on my calendar. So it actually that's the best part of my day is that this is on my calendar. I do this, and then at the end, I'm like, so when are we doing this again? And I and then I just flip through my calendar, and I'm like, oh, I'm pretty busy on Thursday because I got this. <laughs> <laughs> and it also helps because like I'm getting people to ask me to do their podcast, and getting people to ask me to do little things, and it. I find it funny to go, yeah, I'm fucking free. Like, they'll be like, hey, are you free on Tuesday at five? I'm like, I'm free every day at every time at every hour. And it does does feel really good where like someone will be like, hey, are you free at this time on this day? And I'll be like, actually, I'm shooting a podcast. Everyone's starting to like, I'm like, I was listening to another podcast, but they were saying how there's like Zoom parties and Zoom shows. And I just I'm starting to get a bit of FOMO. Because I've not invited, been invited to any Zoom parties or to do any Zoom shows, and I just I'm I'm almost treating Zoom the way I'm treating real parties, which is like <laughs> I want to be invited, but I don't want to go. <laughs> Truly, I have no desire. I am also upset that I haven't been invited to many, and I am also getting ready to say no when I do. I just don't. Nothing about that is exciting to me. So someone sent along um, seven pointers from somebody from who they're an expat in China. They just went through seven weeks of quarantine and they had some pointers. And one of them was that the time goes fast. And like, she was like, or he was like, I never did learn that ukulele, which made me hate them a little (laughs) bit. But (laughs) I do feel like there's like, there's still certain things that I want to do that I don't know if I'll ever get around to doing. Like, um, I really, I like, well, first of all, my keyboard's at my place. The, this time could go really fast and I I might miss it. I don't, I mean, also we, we all have this feeling that like, all right, I got to do everything at once. Like it's almost the same way that you decide you're going to go on a diet or you decide you're going to start exercising. And it's never like, all right, every day I'll, I'll walk a mile and I'll, I'll, I'll run 10 minutes. And then um, the next week I'll, walk uh, half a mile and I'll run 20 minutes and it's like the slow buildup. And then eventually you're somebody that like runs marathons. It's, it, it feels like no one ever goes into anything with a thoughtful 
regimented, correct way of building up um, ability. So the same way with the quarantine, it's not like, okay, maybe I'll spend 20 minutes a day with this app that teaches me French. And then I'll call my friend that speaks French and we'll have a 10 minute conversation where I tried to see if I can carry a conversation with her. It's just every day, seven hours. This is French class. We're going to do it. Like if I don't, if I don't know French in a week, I didn't use my quarantine. Right. Like it's also that thing where I think we're also trying to like, I don't know. Nobody, I, I don't think any of us want to go back to school again where our whole days are regimented into learning. Yeah, but that was stuff that we didn't choose. Like I would love, okay, my dream would to be able to regiment my days. Like I get up 8 a.m., 8 to 9, I have coffee, read the news. From 9 to 10, I learn French. From 10 to 11, I learn piano. From 11 to 12, <laughs> you were, I didn't know you were a rich kid. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I have Truly. no money. <laughs> I I do love your regimented rich kid uh, idealistic <laughs> schedule where you become an aristoc- aristocrat after uh, this. Ten thirty a.m. The nanny comes. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody bathes me. <laughs> Tennis lessons at two. Tea at three. <laughs> <laughs> I want the crust cut off or I'll have a conniption. Um, <laughs> um, that's I like that anyway. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't think that's going to happen for you, my love. Um, mm. That is, that's a rough one. I, I will say this. I am that person. I am pretty regimented and I kind of do plan out my day and I've been actually trying to be better about like going with the flow more and letting things get interrupted. And now I actually am almost the opposite of you where I'm like, I have nothing, not that I have nothing to do. I have tons that I need to get done and tons to do, but like the admin side of what I'm doing, I, I can't reach out to these theaters and clubs to be like, Hey, when are you going to book me and or rebook me? Because they're drowning and flailing and are a mess themselves. And it just feels a little bit like I'm living in La La Land to be like, hey, you didn't get me my link ticket, uh, my ticket link up for this show that's not happening until August because the world is on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does all feel a bit pointless, like yeah, for now. Yeah, and then on the creative side, I am creating. I'm I'm writing, but like I've never been a regimented writer. I'm a an idea comes to me and I write it down. Or really, what kept me somewhat regimented is I would do a new material night or I would do a show where I tried new jokes and then I would take the subway home and I would listen to it and I would start making just notes about um, what I did well and what I didn't do well, what I want to change and then how I'm going to fix it the next night. And so the lack of performing has... It's weird because when I watch myself, I'm like, perfect. (laughs) Fucking perfect. No, I'm a goddamn goddess. <laughs> Johnny had a joke today. Gianni had a joke today that I was like, you have to write that down. And as he was writing it down, like I, it was just like, it was like watching like the person you have a crush on be with your best friend. Like, it's like he had a joke and I didn't. And I was just like, you're like, what? <laughs> like a single tear. Yeah. You're like, I, he has one and I have nothing. Exactly. I miss my muse where I, nothing is coming to me. And he's so lucky. 
I've been, I don't know about you, but I've been like trying to figure out, cause I don't really want to do these zoom shows. I have no desire to perform to me. There's nothing fun about telling my jokes to no laughter and not getting any real feedback, feeling awkward while I do it in my living room. And then like, cause it's the feedback that I get from it, like both the laughter feedback and the lack of laughter feedback. So then it's just me performing a play to no one, like, because there's no feedback, my, my jokes aren't growing. You know what I mean? What am I going to take? Like Mm. some guy on a keyboard being like, you know, this would have been funnier if you did da da da. I'll stab you. I'll stab all of you. I can't, (laughs) I already get that from polished jokes that I put on online. Um, I'm not getting feedback. I, and, and we have been doing this long enough that we're intuitive about what's working and what's not working, but I still do get, I would say at least 30% of my feedback from the audience about what direction I want to go into, how much I want to expand it, when the joke is done. So for me, performing with no real audience doesn't give me the real feedback, as well as it doesn't give me the high and the excitement in general that I got into this, but then there's also a little voice that goes, but you're doing nothing now. Are you going to lose the skill of performing? Are you going to lose the skill of, um, uh, uh, of being present, um, growing your act, uh, working out and your stuff in general, because you're being stubborn. Like I am very torn about how anti zoom I am and feeling like almost like an old man. That's like, what is this? TikTok? I'm not TikToking. Like, I am on the fence of how much I'm anti-Zoom on top of how much I miss getting on. It's been a week, by the way. It's been exactly a week and a day. And I've gone this long before, but I've never gone this long before when not knowing when my next time I'm going to be on stage is. I don't know. I'm, there's a, there is a stubborn part of me that's like, I'll, I'll stay fit, comedically fit in my own way. And I don't need your stupid Zoom. Okay. All right. Cut to like seven and a half weeks later. You're like, um, here are the list of, you're going to have one of those pictures of you on stage, like list of my Zoom shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. I will eat my words. I have, I have no problem eating my words. I am such a, I contradict myself all the time. I guess, I guess I just need people to know that it's, everybody has suggested it to me and I know it comes from a good place, but like, I'm also thinking of the long run, which is hopefully in eight weeks to however long this is going to take. I have to then go tour the country and perform these jokes. And if you've already heard them, who's going to pay money to go see them? Who's going to leave the house to go see them? If this is the real apocalypse where nobody is ever going to leave the house again, yeah, absolutely. I'll Zoom it tomorrow. But Mm -hmm. this is temporary, you know, knock on all the wood. This is temporary. And... I have to make a living after this and I have to make a living after this the way I want to make a living, which is I love traveling. I love performing. I love the feedback. I love being silly. I love changing things around. Being so the like, quarantine's not going well. Your- it's not going well, Maria. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, a week. It took you a week to break. You broke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm shaking the computer. I hate this. <laughs> it's like that Seinfeld episode where they see how long they can go without masturbating and then and You're I, like Kramer coming in, slamming down a 50 and going, I'm out. Yeah. You're like, I broke. It's I broke. Done. I'm I out. broke. It wasn't even a full week. Um, <laughs> oh, man. All right. What did you Google? Um, my finger went numb. 
just my pointer finger on my left hand. Okay. Oh, it's like because it knows I'm talking about it. It's starting to tingle now. Oh, creepy. It is really worrying me. Yeah. Um, what did you Google? My pointer finger why did feels weird. One finger go numb. One oh, finger okay. go numb. Um, you know when you have a problem that's so unique to you that they change it for you? They're oh. like, surely you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like not that. I feel my face and you're like okay yeah about hands it's finger numbness a sign of heart attack diabetes is the first thing to come up um i think i have like either raynaud's disease or um what's the fucking arthritis i'm old yeah i i actually think uh we're all aging rapidly through quarantine i think the less you move and the more you podcast uh, you add about 10 years to each week the more you podcast the more wrinkles it causes yeah. I've, I've everyone. Always, I've always said that who has to listen. To yeah, it. yeah. Um, carpal tunnel syndrome, uh, but I think it's arthritis. To be honest, like sometimes I get up and like it feels like when I sit for a long period of time, I get up and like my entire body's like, and you know, and but that's just aging. I don't. I I I will say this. I think your body, as a non doctor, um, I think your body. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, being stiff and it hurting to move. I think that's truly just aging because London's a walking city. New York's a walking city. Even if we're not trying to exercise or do anything, we have to walk everywhere. I think this is like even less movement than we're used to. And I think our bodies are truly like starting to turn into stone. Um, yeah. But one finger going numb. I mean that I've had it where like my leg will feel hot. Have you ever had that where you're like, no, it's, Sorry, it's I mean, no. same, same kind of, and this is like a, an old Google. I remember this happening to me four or five times in a month where I was just sitting at my desk and then one leg, like one side of the leg would feel hot. And I'd be like, am I by a heater? But I wasn't by a heater. And I was like, this is so scary. I don't know what the conclusion is. This is, oh my God. But same kind of thing. Like Google would be like, that's not a real problem. So is it, why can't I feel my legs when I'm sleeping. Like it, I hate when Google's like your, your Google is wrong. Right. Right. You didn't mean that. Obviously you're like, no, I know exactly what I meant. So other causes, I'm going to talk about me again. No, my please, Google. Thank you. Uh, stroke, <laughs> brain or spinal cord injury, shoulder injury, multiple sclerosis. That's, that's the one that scares me. A side effect of chemo. That's not me. Lack of B12. I haven't had beef in a while. <laughs> and then rain, rain nods, which is the, the one with um, the, the uh, circulation problem. See, the thing is last week, right when coronavirus was winding everyone down, I was having a really hard time saying my jokes, like these jokes that I, I, I'm, I'm used to saying, like I would fuck up the words, like the Saturday when you were in town, like right before you left a little over a week ago, I'd fuck up the words to my own jokes or just forget how it go or I'd forget a setup or something. And it was really weird. It's just, so there's something wrong with my brain. I don't know what that has to do with my finger numbness. I was going to say this. Um, I do feel like we like are two women that go into a doctor's appointment and they're like, why are you here? And you're like, my, my fingers numb, but also like my punchlines aren't hitting the way they used to. And I'm sad sometimes. Yeah. Can you put that yeah. all together and tell me what's wrong with me? <laughs> but you're the only person who'll actually like listen and care. Like my doctor won't. Yeah, yeah truly. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, tell me more about the punchlines. And then are, did you wear gloves when you walked over to the comedy club or were you? Wait. No, but it was scary. It was like, it felt like I have like some sort of brain tumor or something. It's just like, I was fucking up. I, that, words that I say a lot. That's just stress. I mean, I've done that. I've been like stressed before going on a big tour. I've been stressed coming back or tired from coming from a big tour. I think when something is like 
especially our jokes that we have that are polished when they start to kind of get fumbled. It's like you're not in the moment because your brain is somewhere else. Yeah. Because we're, you know, we really were like getting ready to bunker down and, and I was, no, I was a hundred percent present on this one show. Sorry. I don't think it's, um, I don't think that I was somewhere else. I, I was really present. I stumbled over the words like an Olympic gymnast <laughs> that couldn't do a somersault. Like that's how like it just, felt. It was just like, it just wasn't happening for me. Okay. Okay. Um, well, in our next session, I will, uh, I will review my notes. Um, I'm going to look over the entire internet and I'm going to try to piece together a, a single finger that's numb. Uh, jokes that are just not coming to the forefront of your mind as clearly as they once did. Yeah. And uh, being tired when you wake up. Um, I'm going to put all that. No, not being tired when I wake up, not being able to use my legs. Anyway, if there is anyone out there listening who knows what that combo of symptoms is, please please let me know. We really, really what we want is real doctors to follow us and then give us free medical advice. Um, This is what happens when you don't have health insurance. As you start a podcast, that's pretty much a, 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 a call for help. This is a call for help as <laughs> a cry, a cry. Thank you. Um, this is a cry for help. We want this is. all the doctors to just fix us for free because we don't know what we're doing. What did you Google? I, it, honestly, I think I Google this maybe every three to six months. Um, is deodorant bad for you? And then okay. is, and like, and it's like a combo one is deodorant bad for you. And does um, uh, not like aluminum free deodorant work? And what makes me laugh, I actually have to read this. What makes me laugh is their answer just scares you more. So like, yeah, you know, is deodorant really bad for you? Using antiperspirant to stop sweating shouldn't affect your body's ability to rid itself of toxins. In general, deodorants and antiperspirants are safe products for most people and good health to use. What? Was that written by secret? I truly, but it's also like that. That's not the right answer. It's if you're in good health, you can use deodorant. Everybody assumes that deodorant is like the same thing that you use to like brush your teeth in the sense where you're just like, I don't have to do extra research on my toothpaste because why would anybody want to hurt my teeth? Like your whole job is to keep my teeth and my gums safe. So then. No, that's where you're wrong. Toothpaste job isn't to do that. Their job is to get you to buy their product. I know that, but like we are a society that believes if it's cosmetic, like I guess I would say like makeup or what's another like kind of not necessary thing. Um, Perfume, lotion. Yeah, exactly. Perfume or lotion or makeup. If you find out that those are bad for you, you're like, okay, well, they were just trying to sell an unnecessary product and make it seem like it was necessary. But like, toothpaste or deodorant, like these things that feel truly like from the dawn of time, (laughs) this is. Yeah. But like if I'm sure, right. Like the, the company sure. Uh, or is there like another, like arid extra dry? It doesn't matter. And I have a product. Uh, I want to sell you something that keeps you from perspiring because that is a need. And I have a product that solves the need, but I want to keep your suit from perspiring so that you notice the difference so much that you go, I just need to buy Shore over Secret or Arid or whatever the fuck, right? So you, you bump up the aluminum content because that's what keeps you from perspiring. And then the health officials go, aluminum actually cause cancer. And as as Shore, I'm going, yeah, but like, like how long will it take them to realize that they may never in their lifetime realize it. So until it affects our sales, 
I don't give a shit. Yeah, I get that. I think I, but like all these things I've kind of started to understand. It wasn't until like maybe five years ago that I was like, wait, deodorant's bad for you? Like I felt mm. like a friend told me like, oh, I'm going to aluminum free deodorant because it's better for you. And I'm just like, I, my brain couldn't even comprehend that it would be bad for me. I put it under my armpits once a day. I don't ever think about it again. And it's fine. One of the things I even read is like, it's so, you know, the whole thing is it doesn't cause cancer. And everybody's like, no, it's fine. It's such a minimum amount of aluminum. You'll be fine. And then one little thing was just like, yeah, but over time it can start to build up. And also it's worse after you shave and then put it on. So actually really it's just women that have to worry about it. And you're like, why is it always women? Why is it always like when we do something, it has more of an effect? It just, I feel like every time I look something up, they're just like, it's not that bad. But if it is bad, it's worse for women. Sorry. Sorry about your ovaries. Bye. Yeah. 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 I know. Um, what, do you, what can I say? <laughs> what can I say to make you feel better? I guess I did. No, it, did you ever go on an ant, uh, like an, um, what's the word? Um, aluminum. Anti-perspirant? Anti-antiperspirant? Anti-antiperspirant. I've never gone without deodorant i mean i'll go days without deodorant if i'm not going anywhere um i actually do try to give my armpits a breather that's what i've been doing during this quarantine i shower i'm not moving i don't feel like i need it so i'm giving my armpits a i'm giving a lot of things a break um as we yeah. talked about <laughs> yeah well your relationship's still there so like yeah if, if my relationship goes to shit we'll know it's because i stopped wearing deodorant but i yeah. i've done the um aluminum free deodorants. I've tried, I think four different brands. And what I didn't realize aluminum was doing is less about the odor. It's, I I was like slippy. I cannot stand being slippy. Like my arms are like, I'm truly like, it was a slip and slide under my armpits and I hated it and I couldn't handle it. Okay. The, all, you know, all the hippie ones never worked for me, like the crystals and whatever. Um, <laughs> it was a Tom's I, I tried. The only thing, the only thing that did work was, was, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, baking soda. You did that for a while too. You would just use pure baking soda. Man, that got messy. I it just I remember it. It's a messy thing. You can't travel with it. They think you're doing cocaine, yeah. uh, and then you have to ex- explain like actually it's baking soda. I put it on my armpits, but it does neutralize the scent. Were um, you slippy or not? Is it no? It wasn't slippy. If anything, it was a bit itchy. Oh. Um. So like, and I do think it aggravated. My armpits, which actually goes well into our our topic today, which is like psoriasis, eczema, like skin autoimmune problems. Yeah, because it like irritated my armpit. I think it was that, but like I had like a huge rash in my armpits, and I, and I was like, "Melee!" <laughs> and you were like, "Let me ask my mom." Yeah, that's we really need to get my mom on this so this can be a legitimate podcast because we are just out here giving bad medical advice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're a goop. Don't take any advice. Yeah, don't, please that. don't. We don't know what we're talking about. We're just. This is just us like figuring it out. We just want to figure <laughs> it out with you. Um, we really are counting on you guys to set us straight. Um, so I, I, I've suffered from eczema my entire life. And, but I feel like you started having psoriasis later in your life. Like when did you start? I got it when I was like 32 or something. And like. It was like after a trip to Europe. And, oh, um, interesting. The coronavirus of skin. I like that. It really was. We, I, I, I was in New York. I was staying with you. And then I started getting like spots. Like they were, it was a weird kind of psoriasis because it wasn't like the patchy, the kind that you see on people's knees and elbows. 
but spots of it. It was called Gutati psoriasis. And I thought, I remember I had, I thought I had bug bites. Like I thought I had bed bugs because I knew you'd, you'd had bed bugs that you'd gotten rid of. Yeah. I don't know if I told you and you were like, bitch, I got rid of them. Or if you're like, what? And like, I'm scared, but <laughs> I'm sure I had both reactions. I was like, no, they're gone. Also, let me see your skin. <laughs> I thought it was bug bites. And I remember going to the pharmacist cause I couldn't go see a doctor cause I didn't have health insurance or anything. And the, you know, and I was like showing the pharmacist and I think he even knew it was psoriasis, but you know, like I didn't know what it was cause I'd never experienced anything like that. And like what I knew of psoriasis didn't look like that. Well, I think that's, I mean, really, really what our podcast is exposing is the fact that you have to, everyone has to be their own doctor. Like, because the ability to afford health insurance, even if you have health insurance, it still becomes um, unaffordable to go to see a specialist. Um, Also, I think we're all, I know I have a deep fear of going to a doctor and then being so lackadaisical, lackadaisical, I think I use words. Lackadaisical? Lackadaisical really people are starting to see my dyslexia and my inability to pronounce stuff. Um, That they have, they rush the appointments. There's this lackadaisical like, yeah, I think that's this. And you're like, but it doesn't, I've Googled what that is. And I only have one of the 10 symptoms. So I actually think it's this. And they're like, no, it's this. And you're like, but I actually do know my body better than you do. And I've given it hours in the middle of the night research. And you've given me a 10 minute appointment. But I remember when you told me, you think you have psoriasis and my good friend Nitika, like that's been her whole life. And she spent her whole life oh, yeah. like, traveling around the world trying to cure it. So it was like the first time that I was like, wait, I think I know a little bit about psoriasis because I have a friend that even though her psoriasis is ex- like 10 times worse than my eczema has ever been, we've always bonded off the fact that our skin is uncomfortable. No. What's the difference between psoriasis and eczema again? Like, do you know, like a quick way of explaining? Well, I I will say psoriasis, I think, is an autoimmune disease, I think. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think... It is, from what I've heard. Yeah, about. I don't think eczema is an autoimmune disease. I think eczema is a... Um, uh, it's much milder. Like, I'll tell you that. Like, for me, I've always had eczema in certain places, and it weirdly moves. Um so like I, I've always had it on my elbows. I don't think I've ever gotten rid of it off my elbows. I've had it where it's less pronounced, but mm. it it moves from different places. When I was a kid, it was on my feet and my legs. And I would like itch my legs so much that I would break skin. And my dad was always like coming up with concoctions to get me to A, not itch, but also just to kind of soothe it. So like my dad would put like this bomb on my feet and then put these socks and then he would tape the socks on so I wouldn't take them off in my sleep. All I know is that my eczema hit a, a level of pure, like couldn't sleep at night, uncomfortable when I was 25 and I started having really bad stomach problems. And when I started changing my diet because I had stomach problems, my eczema started to go away. So 10 years ago, the the, the hot thing was gluten-free. Like everybody has a gluten allergy, you should go gluten-free. So I started going gluten-free and I was gluten-free for, I would say like maybe three months and 70% of my eczema went away. Okay. And then I took an allergy test and I found out I was allergic to yeast. So I was gluten-free and yeast-free for, I want to say like maybe another three months and 90% of my eczema went away. And then I couldn't, I couldn't handle being both gluten-free and yeast-free. So I just went yeast-free and I would say maybe another 30% of it came back. But if I keep certain things out of my diet, it's almost insane 
how much better my skin is. And I actually, this is the crazy part is now I eat gluten maybe once a day, once every couple of days, I try to like kind of, um, regulate how much I put in my diet, but I've taken like tests. Like I I took the celiac test twice. I don't have celiac disease, but when me and my boyfriend went to Japan for a couple of weeks on a vacation, I was like, I'll be fine. It doesn't matter. I was having ramen every day. I was having dumplings. And within a week, mm. I all my eczema came back. Like my, my legs were so itchy and I was so uncomfortable that I was like, okay, I'm going to switch to rice-based food. And once I switched to rice-based food, all the itchiness went away. So okay. however, I, I think diet can affect all of this stuff. And I know with my friend Nitika, she's use diet to kind of regulate her symptoms, but she still has it. Like, I feel like you still have it. The thing that always bothered me is that you knew that smoking aggravated your psoriasis and you still smoked. Oh, mm. you look angry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I knew that smoking aggravated my psoriasis. You did though. But, you did research. I remember sitting next to you as we did research about it. Mm, I don't think that was ever a truth. Mm, I think we're fighting right now. Mm. <laughs> but I thought it was beer, like, because I think it was gluten too. So, and I had a lot of beer when I'd gone to Europe. I was in Germany. Oh, yeah. I always thought the wheat in Europe was better. Um, yeah, I oh, I think everything, I think all food is better not in America. I think, I don't, I don't think we eat real food. Oh, my God. The cheese here is so much better. Oh, yeah. Everything. I didn't even know what real cheese was until I came to Europe. Dude, everything not even just in Europe, I think all other countries actually have real food and we don't eat real food. What I think what makes me sad is our definition of organic isn't doesn't even come close to what just regular food is overseas. So like we've decided organic is blah, blah, blah. But if you go overseas, just their regular food is already better than what we've had to deem organic and is more expensive. And that just makes me angry. I know. And the fast food restaurants like follow all the laws and, and other parts of the world and like will go kosher and like have clean food and they just feed us garbage. Yeah. Well, that's, and- did you see this? There, so all these articles about the coronavirus, you know, in other countries, they seem to just be affecting, you know, very young babies, like like early newborns and um, old people and everybody in the middle, you know, it doesn't feel good. They have horrible symptoms, but they seem to survive and be okay. But in America, um, more of us are dying because we're just unhealthier and like not even like somebody that has an autoimmune disease or somebody that is immune suppressed. I'm regular, healthy, healthy in quotation, Americans are dying because we're just not healthy. Like that's, it's so funny to read these articles and they're like, we don't know why Americans are dying more because we're unhealthy. Not even just we're unhealthy. Like we eat fast food, like our regular food that we think is healthy, isn't healthy. You're healthier just being in London. I know that for a fact. I I don't know that London's food is that much um, healthier. I think just that it's European. I, like I think Europeans have just, more regulations to not hurt their it's people. An effort to find green food. Green? <laughs> it's all brown because it's not growing. No, I'm I'm joking. I just like you know I don't know coming from LA where like there was fruit and vegetables everywhere and everything was a smoothie, and like I I probably ate more produce than anything else. And it's just here it's like sausage rolls, curries, and but there isn't New York and London are very the same are like very similar as far as like. There's produce. There is fresh food. It's just not fun <laughs> or tasty. Do you think other parts <laughs> of the UK have better vegetables? Do you think it's a city problem or do you think it's 
a country. No, I don't think other parts of the I think it's a country problem. But I mean, they like ship it in from Spain and stuff. But like, I, I, I just there's something about being in a warm climate that makes the food taste better. Um, because it's grown there, so it's like <laughs> it's natural. I remember the first time I had a peach and turkey. I was like, I feel like I've never had a peach before. It was so juicy. And the the, the fruit in Egypt was amazing and mangoes everywhere else. Like, well, who was talking to you about, like, was it Hari or somebody was talking to you about how good the mangoes are in India? Oh, yeah. I mean, th- he literally talks about how people just sit around a campfire and tell stories about the best mango they've had. I mean, I, <laughs> I, just, I, I, I was like, I, I feel like Americans can't tell those stories, but... I had watermelon juice in Egypt when I was touring Egypt and I still think about it some days. And I get that it was 111 degrees and like anything would taste amazing, but I, it was, I've tried to have watermelon juice since that tour and it was about four, four years ago and nothing has compared to watermelon. No way. No way. We've said nothing about our topic. I think we've really fallen off. I, I would say that baking soda is not a good idea to use. It does work, but it will fuck up your armpits. Um, That's not our topic. I, oh. Our topic is no, psoriasis and eczema. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. So I think mine's coming back. Like I can always, I always kind of get it on my scalp. Okay. And like it starts to, it starts to like flake and stuff and it's really disgusting. But um, I don't know if it's because I'm stressed out because of everything Corona or like... I don't know why it's coming back. To Do you honest. feel like, so I wonder because we've talked about diet, I wonder if it's coming back in some sense because you're eating, like we're stocking up on stuff that doesn't go bad. So I think in some ways yes. our diets have drastically changed in the last week because um, oh, while you, I mean, you're somebody that cooks and, and, and is more into fresh ingredients. Now you're doing stuff that's more canned, stuff that's been frozen, stuff that has a longer shelf life because an ice cream an ice cream yeah a panic ice cream i i do think alcohol affected my psoriasis big time are you drinking more alcohol no so i did i quit for four months and then i did have one night of drinking whiskey and i'm wondering if that didn't trigger it oh maybe especially because the more you take the toxins out when you put it back in that's the sad thing is that you'll go on these like cleanses and you'll take everything out of your diet and you're like i'm good i'm changing my life my body's getting healthier and then you're like okay i'm gonna have one night where I just just break the diet, enjoy myself, and then your body's like, we don't do this anymore. We can't handle this. We're never going to be able yeah. to do this again. But it's unfair. It's like it's like if you did go on a diet and you lost 20 pounds, and then you have a Snickers and you gain 20 pounds, and you're like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, that should be how like it works. works. <laughs> yeah. That's how it feels. It's like, what, one night of drinking and then suddenly – but I think I think what else it is, because it is an autoimmune thing. It's like um, I think I had a sinus infection because like a lot of people thought they had coronavirus when they couldn't taste anything, and I couldn't taste anything for or smell anything for a while for like four days. But I think it was a sinus infection. It could have been coronavirus, but I think it was triggered by that also. Okay. I mean, a part of me feels like the mixture between stress, because all this stuff is is, um, triggered by stress. I think the stress of everything that's going on and us like truly canceling all our gigs and having no money come in and then um, changing our diets drastically. I I think those are always the two biggest culprits. Pretty valid. Pretty valid. Because my my (laughs) eczema is coming back. I mean, it's not as bad. Really, when my eczema is really bad, it's on my... It's usually my legs, like the lower part of my legs. And it's not, 
it's less about the visual aspect of eczema where it's just kind of the, you know, shitty flaky skin or whatever. It's actually like my legs will look fine, but I'll have this itch that feels like it's inside my body and I'll yeah. just be itching my legs and it's this unsatiable itch. Like I can't. And that's when I start to like break skin because I'm trying to get the itch to go away, but there's nothing, there's literally even nothing to itch. And that's usually when I know I have to change my diet and something's really bad and it's not there yet, but I now have like a patch of eczema on the back of like, it's under my hair, but it's like almost the back of my neck. Um, but that's been there before all this stuff went down. I honestly think my diet's really fallen off in the last couple of months. Cause I was traveling nonstop and, um, eating whatever I want. And now my eggs, it was back, but yeah, it makes me sad because I know diet for me is a big, it's the thing that always results in me feeling better. And I've been trying to go gluten-free every day since uh, mid January. And every day I'm like, today's the day I start gluten-free today's the day. And then oh my God, there's like a cookie and it's like a dollar. And I was like, well, that's a really affordable cookie and I want it. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, okay, today's not gluten-free. And then the next day I'll be like, today's the day I go gluten-free and I'll get like three fourths of the day in. And then I'll be like, I don't fucking want to think about what I'm eating. I'm just going to have a quesadilla. And I'm like, fuck, there goes that day. And then the next day I'm just like, this is it. Yeah. We're going to plan out I our remember day. When I, when you were, when you were in London and I had no background of this <laughs> and I was like, I think I'm going to go gluten-free and you're like, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> And I was like, damn, all right. Like, I had no We're idea. We're trying to go gluten like, free, Maria. Nobody's failed 15 days in a row. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> this is the bitchiest thing I've ever said. Yeah, we're all we're all making an effort to go gluten free. You think you're better than me? You fucking think you're and better than me? As you're throwing Haribo into the cart, you're like, you're like Snickers, bam, Haribo, bam, what bitch? The same way you're trying to learn six different languages, I am trying to eat truly like some kind of like celebrity workout god and every day i'm just like we're not this person just fucking eat your gluten we'll deal with the consequences of it every day every day yeah. i disappoint well, it myself is, it's dude it's a lot to ask of someone to just be to just give up certain things but so that you're not itchy but <laughs> i will cuz you're like i'll just deal with the itch well and it's funny because i don't think I don't think I really understood 10 years ago that my itchiness, my eczema and itchiness was diet related. But once my stomach problems, because that's really where all my health information stems from and my extremes that I went with vitamins and diet and just all the research I started doing in general stemmed from having such extreme stomach issues it's it was a it was an after effect that my eczema started to go away because I was trying to fix this other problem. I don't think I would have ever been this motivated to do all the things that I've done to help with my health just because I was itchy. But now my stomach feels so much better. I'm more regulated and I actually keep to like a not a stringent diet the way I did years ago, but I do have like non-negotiable things that are there. Like I don't eat yeast, I don't eat beans. Um, I was off pork for a while. That seems to not have, that seems to have faded, but there's, there's certain things that I actually never compromise. Um, even if I don't have an allergy test, like no allergy, actually an allergy test said I was allergic to kidney beans, but I took out all beans cause they just wrecked my stomach, but I'm uncomfortable right now. Like I'm, I truly, the back of my head is extremely itchy, but I've, it's been three months of it being really bad and I've yet to make any real changes for more than 12 hours. Well, it's just like, A, you were traveling a ton. 
now you're not traveling at all. I think you need a balance uh, <laughs> and you need options and shit. And you're not even in your own home. I think you're staying with your boyfriend, right? Yeah, so it's like, but that shouldn't be an excuse. Like, well, it is. I know where his refrigerator I, like, take is. Out a fucking carton of ice cream. I'm not at home. <laughs> what can you do? Just eat Ben and Jerry's and shut the fuck up. I feel. No, I, I feel know. like there's always like there's always that excuse. Like I'm traveling. I can't make these changes. I have a limited place that I can get stuff. And then it's like I'm home. I'm sad. The grocery store is yeah. like three blocks away. I can't. <laughs> it's three blocks away so far. So far. It's so far. I actually exaggerated. It's half a block away. I was trying oh, to not sound lazy. That's just lazy as fuck. No, there's a line now because of the because they only let a certain amount of people in. There's a line, so it's. I traveled 20 minutes to the Middle Eastern. I walked 20 minutes to the Middle Eastern market today. That's oh, good, but good the for you for leaving the house. Food was plenty. Oh, it felt nice. I needed to get on a walk. I've I've been walking around the block with Johnny, and it's it's like a 10 minute walk, and then we come back, and I'm like, that was my day. Is this what being retired is like? <laughs> it's like What's, it always makes me think of. Um, I tried turning into a joke, and I couldn't. But when we were god it was like the second time we went to europe together and we we're staying in that airbnb and we spent every single day together for like almost two months and we we're on the mm-hmm. tube and i looked at you and i think i was like i think the avocados are ready and you looked at me and then you just slowly put your headphones in like you didn't even respond to me <laughs> and i was like no that's valid that was probably one of the most boring things i've ever said uh-huh. no not actually but <laughs> The avocados were ripe. It's like it was such a legendary because we had nothing to say to each yeah, other. I mean, and we were sitting in absolute silence, and 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 just in this effort, this last ditch effort to connect with me, you went. I think our avocados are ready, and I was just, I, like, no. I was like, that's it for me. You're like, no. we're done. No. And then, I love you, but I can't keep doing this. We missed a train, and then you chased after it with your with your fist a flailing. And they all say, like, let go on them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just, I hate you, motherfucking train. Ah. And I was like, Liz, the next one's coming in two minutes. Because we're used to New York where it's like it could be 25 minutes and they won't tell you. There's no sign. No. no. <laughs> and they even when they do have a sign, it's a lie. It's all a lie. So, so you don't murder anyone. <laughs> I would love to, like, I would love to know if anybody kind of relates to our skin issues and if anybody, if there's anything you can do besides diet and I mean like I know for psoriasis you can um like laying out in the sun like the sun is actually I don't think your self-tanner is helping your eczema but truly sunlight <laughs> it's supposed to help uh steroid cream I always feel like it goes away and it comes back worse. yeah so I'd like to hear people's experience with steroid cream yeah no I've always avoided that like I did that as a kid and it, I don't feel like it ever really helped um so I actually try to avoid it I was thinking if, if I'm going to be talking about my makeshift ideas, um, I was thinking about putting in this kind of sucks because it's going to be in my hair, but I was putting uh, Manuka honey. Like I haven't done it yet, but I've read so much about how honey is um, really healing. And I was thinking about putting man- like a, literally like a slab of Manuka honey on my patch and finding some way to like keep it in there so I don't like drip and be gross on myself and then wash it out to see if that kind of helps with it. And then there is a brand that is for like, eczema and i think psoriasis that is based in honey it's like a i should probably know the brand i mean they're not our sponsors so i'll say what i want but it's it's a yeah until then until we have sponsors I don't, I don't know the brand it just has to do with honey um but i wanted to try my manuka honey thing before i start buying someone's branded thing because i was like what if i could just do it by buying my own stuff 
Oh my God. Like you with kids, like I could just see you on a farm somewhere in New Zealand, just like li- living off the land and eating sheep that you raise and shit. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I'll, I'll do it myself. Western medicine isn't good for anybody. <laughs> I am this much to making my own like laundry detergent. I think that's what we're going to all become the Amish where we're just like, I made my own butter today. Um, then I made my own Clorox wipe. People are posting pictures of their gardens, like in LA. It's like, all right, so what? You're gonna grow four tomatoes, and then you're gonna be starving again in like twenty. Yeah, minutes. nobody's impressed, Sarah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, tell it. We're wrong. Everything we say is wrong. I, I, I would just like to hear people's experiences, like if they've found like the thing that kind of fixes it for them, or at least makes it more tolerable. I do feel like what you put in your body is the root to how you feel how your body reacts to stuff and feels. But like, like we kind of said, like the motivation to be so strict and the ability to be so strict is so hard that I feel like it needs to be some kind of combination of diet and topical and I guess sleep and not dealing with it. Yeah. Not having stress. I, I find it so funny where people are like, well, you just have to lower your stress. Well, you know what? Fucking, if I knew how to lower my stress, I would have done it by now, but I don't fucking know how to do that. Our whole job is to induce stress like every fucking night. Like getting on stage is stressful. It's like we can't reduce the stress. I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, I'd like to hear everyone's stories as well. So so write to us. at Okay. So it's the number two, two non-doctors. Doctors is spelled out. Number two, doctors is spelled out. Two non-doctors at gmail.com. If you have trouble with it, I don't know what to tell you. We did it. You can figure it out. Okay. And then the, the Gmail, or not the Gmail, the Instagram is two non-doctors. Number two, doctors abbreviated. No, that sounds like there's going to be a dot there. Why is it like that? Because I couldn't get the full one. I don't know. Don't yell at me. But yeah, follow us on Instagram at two non-doctors DRS for that. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, tell us what you want us to talk about um, or tell us what we said wrong and um, we appreciate you. Bye. Bye.